these damn Welcome back, everybody. We're going to be breaking down the World Cup for you, starting with each group, every team involved, the teams that we project to advance, going by two groups at a time. Today, we'll be focused on Netherlands, Senegal, Qatar, and Ecuador in Group A. And in Group B, we'll be looking at England, USA, Wales, and Iran to see who we think will be going through to the round of 16. Want to know what to look for at the World Cup? Stay tuned. So first and foremost, let's head over to Group A with Netherlands. So Netherlands is hands down the strongest squad in this group this year. Louis van Gaal is the coach, despite being one of the most unliked managers in football. He is one of the most experienced. He picked this squad based off of three matters. The first matter was an attack. And looking at the attack, he asked himself, who can score the match-winning goal in the World Cup final? His second matter was in the midfield, and he asked himself, who can assist the game-winning goal in the World Cup final? And his last matter was at defense. He asked himself, who can stop an attack to prevent a match-tying goal in the World Cup final? And looking at the squad that, that Netherlands have, they're not messing around. They missed the 2014 World Cup. They are ready for, to take blood, in, especially in this group. When we look at the squad that, that Van Gaal picked up, so in defense they have Virgil van Dijk from Liverpool, Matthias De Ligt from Bayern Munich, Nathan Ake from Manchester City, Jeremy Frimpong from Bayern Leverkusen, and Deli Blind from Ajax. As we can obviously tell from the start, from the get-go, Van Gaal picked the strongest players in this position in the world. Just look at those front th- just look at those first three. More so those first two. Those guys are playing at the the peak level. They're at the top of their game, and they play at the biggest clubs in the world right now. And now they're playing in the World Cup for one single team. Heading over to uh, midfield, they have Steven Berghaus, Frankie de Jong, Davy Klassen, and Martin De Rus. Once again, midfield strong, not as strong as their defense, but their mid- midfield is strong. Frankie de Jong... Playing at, at, at Barcelona, uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. And we've seen that in what he's been able to establish on the pitch, what he's been able to establish in the public when he is faced with questions regarding his future, whether at, at Barcelona, at a different club elsewhere. Um, this midfield has the potential to be something special. In uh, Up top in the attack, uh, they have M- Memphis Depay. He's unfortunately currently down with an injury, but he was called into their World Cup squad. They have Chavi Simmons, the, the young boy from PSV, Luke de Jong, Wout Weghurst, Noah Lang, and the one and only Steven Bergwijn, who played the past two years at Tottenham Hotspur. Well, the biggest point with Netherlands is that they are unbeaten in 2022 in their friendlies uh, in, in international. They've won six and tied two out of eight games. But when you look at their opponents in this group stage, we see Ecuador, we see Senegal, and we say and we see the the hosts this year in Qatar. Obviously, as we know, there's talent across the board in this group. Let's first head over to Ecuador after Netherlands. 
Ecuador and Senegal, I'm going to put on the same level. And I understand that Senegal just won the Africa Cup of Nations, beating Egypt in the summer. What an, an amazing accomplishment for the club. Seriously, this is one of the, this is equivalent to, for USA uh, in beating Mexico. This is the equivalent to um, Argentina beating Brazil in South America. So Senegal beating Egypt was no easy task. This was something that the the team itself, uh, and I'm, I'm talking about Senegal now, the team itself had to come together and say, look, we know that we're not the best squad right now. We're facing up against Egypt, and they have Mohamed Salah. Uh, this, this is really our one chance right now. We're going to get them in the future, but right now this is our one chance to prove to the world that we are real and we are serious and we are dangerous. Senegal beat Egypt in the Africa Cup of Nations to win it. Um, however, the biggest loss for Senegal comes from Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane currently plays at Bayern Munich. He played majority of his time at Southampton and Liverpool in England. Uh, he's regarded himself as one of the best players in the world at the moment. He can play anywhere, uh, whether it's attack, whether it's midfield. He's never played in the back four, uh, but put him in the center attacking midfield role, the left wing role, the striker, the right wing, he can perform exceptionally well. And this is one of the biggest losses we see for a club in this World Cup because Sadio Mane means more to Senegal than any other player does for any of their countries. More than Christian Pulisic for USA. More than Neymar for Brazil. More than Toni Kroos for Germany. More than Robert Lewandowski for uh, Poland. This was a major blow for Senegal. He picked up an injury with with Bayern Munich a week ago. They only had two weeks, uh, two games left before the World Cup break, and he gets hurt in that second to last game. So when Senegal's roster officially came out. They saw that we all saw that Sadio Mane was not on the list because of the injury. But then a few days ago, the Senegal coach came out and said, "You know, we have full faith that Sadio will be able to gain health in 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 the coming days, coming weeks, and he will be fit enough to play in our first game." Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, it was just confirmed today by the coach that Sadio Mane will unfortunately miss out on the 2022 World Cup. So this is one of the uh, most heartbreaking stories for one of the most humble guys who really never failed to put a smile on someone's face. And um, I know I'm talking like he, like he just died or something, but seriously, Sadio Mane, really unfortunate. Um, their coach, Ali Ussisi, one of the most well-regarded and talented African-American, African coaches that has ever managed the game. So... Obviously, a a major loss for this for this club, um, but they still have several players in goalie, Edward Mendy, in backfield, Kaladu Koulibaly, Papa Abu Cis, Yusuf Sabuli, and midfield Sheku Koyate, Arisha Ganagen. So they have a lot of talent, um, and you can't look past the blow that they had in in losing Sadio. 
with Ecuador, they must play to win every single game. We've seen several times before teams have one or two games left in in the group stage to make it through, and they really only need one or two points or maybe one or uh, two or three points to see themselves through. And they have two games left, and they say to themselves, you know what, we have two games left. Let's play this second. We'll, we'll, we'll play this current game, the second to last game. We'll play this safely. Let's just get a let's just get a tie. All right. Don't allow a goal in. But they can't do that. Ecuador is in a very very tough competition right now. They've been in this position before, but their squad has changed drastically since 2014, 2018. This is a different Ecuadorian squad. The the biggest problem for them is that they have talent but right now we do not see their world cup composure and we do not see their their capitalizing on opportunities they miss opportunities almost on the regular you know when when you see the other teams in in south america and central america and you know the the brazils the uruguays the argentinians you know they don't miss their opportunities. When a ball comes to their feet, they're putting it in the back of the net or they're giving the ball to someone else who can do that. The only plus side that I see currently from this squad is that they've only lost one game out of 10 in 2022. They tied to Argentina. They tied They tied to Mexico. And they tied to Brazil. All three of those games are things to be proud of because those teams are the teams that beat the biggest teams in the world. So Ecuador needs to come into this World Cup with a chip on their shoulder. They need to know that, look, we've done this before. We've came here before. This is our chance to shine. This is our chance to show the entire world that we are not here to mess around. We're not here to lose all four games. We're going in this like it's our last day on earth. And I think that's what Ecuador is going to to be able to do. Next, I want to head over to Group B, where we have England, USA, Iran, and Wales. So I really mostly, I'm, I'm sorry, in, in Group A, I didn't want to cover Qatar. Uh, as we know, Qatar technically qualified for the World Cup because they were host. They were the host nation. Um, so Qatar, I think is going to not even make the round of 16. So I just figured there's no reason in even talking about them. Group B, let's start off with England. So England managed by Gareth Southgate in defense. This entire team is just stacked and they've always been stacked. That is one of the biggest problems with England squads for the World Cups, for Euros, for international friendlies, for the UEFA Nations League. If we look in their backfield, they have Trent Alexander-Arnold, John Stones, Harry Maguire, Kieran Trippier, Ben White, Connor Cody, Eric Dyer, and Luke Shaw. All six of those names are standout players for their for their squads. Trent, he plays at Liverpool. John Stones, Manchester City. Harry Maguire. Manchester United, Kieran Trippier, Newcastle, who currently sits fourth in the Premier League right now, Ben White, Arsenal, Eric Dyer, 
Tottenham Hotspur, Luke Shaw, Manu. In the midfield, they have James Madison, Declan Rice, Connor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, and Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham makes his first World Cup appearance. He is the second or he's either the second or third most valuable player under the age of 20 in the entire world. He's 19 years old right now. He's in absolutely exceptional form. He plays for Borussia Dortmund in Germany. This will be the biggest test for him to see how far he's come, how skilled he is against the best defenders in the world. He plays in Germany. Germany is known for being extremely uh, physical. You know, their defense is key. So he's done well with, with Borussia Dortmund. Can he do the same in the World Cup against some of the best defenders in the world? That is going to be interesting to see. Um, but up top, England has Bukayo, I'm sorry, Bukayo Saka, Raheem Sterling, Callum Wilson, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, and Marcus Rashford. I mean, looking at just their attack in general, this those seven guys in themselves could win the World Cup. I mean, Phil Foden is at the top, the prime of his game, as is Buka Yosaka. Marcus Rashford has kind of dropped a little bit. Jack Grealish has kind of dropped a little bit since he's since he went to Manchester City. Raheem Sterling is still he's still around, hasn't done the best at Chelsea so far. Callum Wilson continues to put up those inconsistent but positive numbers. I think England is the strongest side in this group. Um, I I see them advancing, um, despite only having one World Cup. I I think that they're going to come back from their loss in the final in Euro twenty twenties, and they're. They're going to come out with a vengeance. And I think Buki Osaka is going to be one of those guys, since he missed the the PK, which gave Italy the, the title in, in the Euros. I think this side uh, will finish top of their group. I think they're going to advance in the round of 16. I think they're going to advance in the quarterfinals. They could really make it to the finals. But personally, I think they're going to lose in the quarterfinals, if not the semifinals. So next, let's head over to United States of America. They are managed by Greg Barhalter. In the back, they have Sergio Dinest. I'm sorry, Serginho Dest, Anthony Robinson, DeAndre Yedlin, Walker Zimmerman, Joe Scally, and Tim Ream. USA right now, the squad that they have right now, is better than the squad that they had in the 2014 World Cup. And the only reason why I say that is because they were not in the 2014 World Cup. I'm sorry. 2018 World Cup. Not 2014. 2018 World Cup. This squad currently is... for This squad for USA right now is better than the squad that they had in the World Cup in 2018. And the only reason that this squad is better right now is because it's a squad that's playing in the FIFA World Cup. Despite the past four years of absolute embarrassing moments and critics and memes regarding the United States men's national team missing out on the World Cup, 
This is USA's chance to shine. They bring in these players who are young, who are loyal, who are faithful to the game. They know the game like the back of their hand. However, there's a good amount of them who play in Major League Soccer. And I'm a big supporter of Major League Soccer. I think it's only going to continue to grow from here on out. However, you know, Walker Zimmerman, he needs to realize, he plays for Nashville, he needs to realize that, hey, I'm no longer going to be going up against the 19-year-old on uh, Austin FC who's only had five professional starts in his in his career. You know, I'm going up against... You know, the Robert Lewandowski's. I'm going up against the Harry Kane's, the Raheem Sterling's. You have to keep your composure if you're him. That's what you would think. I think for USA, their their biggest struggle will be their defense. The only player on this entire squad with World Cup experience is DeAndre Yedlin, who plays both right back and left back. And it's up to Gareth Southgate if he wants to even start him in in the games coming in less than five days from now. So there's a lot of questions to be asked in the USA's uh, defense right now. But I think their midfield and their attack options are absolutely extraordinary. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Brendan Aronson. I'm a big fan of Tyler Adams, Weston McKenna, Eunice Musa. Kellen Acosta, he kind of had his time. Uh, I th- I would have hoped that this was going to be kind of like, uh, Kellen, you know, you've done so much for us so far, but unfortunately we don't we don't see you in our future successes for USA. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Up top, they have Christian Pulisic, Josh Sargent, Jordan Morris, Tim Weah, Christian Roldan, Jesus Ferreira, and Gio Reyna. So. After saying those names, you can already tell that the strongest areas for USA is their midfield and their attack. The biggest problem for USA's attack right now is that Christian Pulisic did not get a lot of minutes at Chelsea recently, and Gio Reyna has failed to stay healthy at Borussia Dortmund. Weston McKinney has done fine since coming back from his injury at Juventus, the Italian side, he's played well. He's played maybe even more than well. Playing with some of the biggest names at the biggest clubs, the biggest stadiums, he's been able to to hold his own. He's He is the reason why I have faith in the USA midfield. Because Christian Pulisic can kind of drift into that, uh, you know, left midfield area, maybe even that CAM role. So, Weston McKenney needs to link up, whether it's with Jesus Ferreira, whether it's with Christian Pulisic, whether it's even tracking backwards to Serginho Dest. USA has the chance to be something great. USA has a chance to put all of their haters behind them and the critics behind them. This is their chance to go out on the world stage and show everybody what they have, what they have had in the past, but unfortunately we're not able to prove it to everyone. You're playing up against teams who some of them have never even seen the World Cup stage before. And you're playing up against others who have and who have had tremendous success in the past and who have players on their squads 
who are undoubtedly the best players in the world, let alone in this group stage, let alone in this World Cup, in the world. So for USA, this is going to be their biggest test. Not what's happening on the field, but what's happening off the field and improving haters wrong, improving the, improving the critics wrong. That USA is a side to be reckoned with and USA can do what everyone said that they couldn't do after the 2018 dismissal of themselves. Well, everybody, just like that, Group A and B preview is over for the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. I hope you enjoyed uh, my little recaps there. I'm just going to quickly go over who I think is going to advance and who I think is going to be kicked out of the tournament. So in Group A, I have Netherlands sitting at first. I have Senegal in second, Ecuador in third, and Qatar in fourth. For Group B, I have England finishing in first. I have USA in second, Wales in third, and Iran in fourth. If you noticed, I did not cover Wales, Iran, or Qatar. I can, if you really want me to, I can cover those teams. But I think the only, of those three teams, the only team that I would rather cover would be Wales, uh, just because of the the talent that they have in Aaron Ramsey and, and Gareth Bale. But other than that, there's really no standouts. Maybe Daniel James playing at Fulham right now. There's really no standouts for any of those clubs. Personally, and it's kind of common around the, the football world, uh, is that these three teams are not going to make it out. So that's the reason why I didn't cover them. In case you guys were wondering, curious, upset, mad, frustrated, happy, excited. Um, so, yeah. So those are just my projections for the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Let's see how it goes. Um, there's there's still plenty of teams to cover. All of the group stages will be coming up next. So please stay tuned. Any information you have regarding the FIFA World Cup, come here because there's only one thing that you need to know. Enjoy watching football. Enjoy watching the World Cup because this has what we've been waiting for since 2014. Enjoy.